Today's podcast is sponsored by the people at Aura.com. Now, Aura offers identity theft protection, fraud monitoring, a VPN, password management, and antivirus software all in one easy-to-use app. This means that if your online accounts or passwords are leaked online, you'll be alerted quickly, which means that you can be secure from hackers, scammers, and noisy advertising companies. The narcissists are everywhere. Literally, a friend of mine signed up and Aura found his passwords nine times on the dark web. So go to Aura.com slash Dr. Carter. That's A-U-R-A dot com slash D-R Carter. And use my link and you'll receive a free 14-day trial. And if you continue, then you'll be able to save an additional 40% off all plans. So thanks to the people at Aura.com for sponsoring this episode. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Surviving Narcissism podcast with your host, Dr. Les Carter. I'm Michaela, the program director, and in today's episode, Dr. Carter will be discussing why do narcissists have to be so right? Hey, Team Healthy, I'm so pleased to be with you here today. I want to talk with you today about a topic that I know that virtually every one of you is going to be able to relate to if you're dealing with somebody who has a pretty strong narcissistic bent, and that's the topic of being right. The question I want to pursue today is, why do narcissists always have to be so right? And I know that if you're in the presence of that narcissistic individual, you're already nodding your head saying, oh yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, Dr. C. I'm with somebody that just has this notion that says, well, there's everybody else out there that has their opinions, and then there's me. And that narcissistic person can think, you know, if ever, if I could just get everyone in my world to line up with my sense of correctness and how I think things ought to be, the world is going to be a wonderful place, and then they make it their task to illustrate to you and talk with you about how correct they are, which means, of course, you're kind of put in the position of, well, being wrong. Somebody has to play that role, and there you are. This is such a common theme that we see inside of narcissism. I mean, if you think about it, narcissists have a very self-absorbed way of thinking. They're, they're in that childish state where it's still all about me. They haven't learned how to factor in the needs and thoughts and feelings and perspectives of other individuals. It's still all about me. And as a result, they uh, come at you with a highly entitled kind of a mindset. They have to be superior. Of course, it's a false superiority, and the, which means that they can be very condescending. They can be highly critical and overbearing and bossy and defensive because they won't take input. They don't particularly care about where you are because it's all about them making you see where they're coming from. You get my drift? Now, I want to share with you a line that I picked up from a guy probably over 20 years ago now. And it's one of those lines that it's, it'll never get out of my mind. And as soon as he said it, it's like, okay, this communicates. Okay, so I've got your attention now. This fellow came to my office and he was explaining that he had an epiphany. And good for him that he was uh, thinking this way. He knew that there were times when family members and friends uh, perceived him as somebody that was just a little bit too overbearing and gave unsolicited advice, etc. And he wanted to make some adjustments. And again, I credit him for that. 
And as he began describing his uh, problem to me about sometimes being a little too pushy or overbearing or argumentative, he just paused and he looked at me and he said, you know, my problem can be summarized very simply. And then he said, I am so right that I'm wrong. And I thought, oh, that so captures what now, what so many of the, the narcissistic community uh, can't come to terms with. And he went on to say, I have to be right. And then in the process, I'm impatient, I'm irritable, I'm argumentative, I'm annoyed readily, I, I become forceful, I become obnoxious. I'm so right that I'm wrong. And he wanted to do something about it. And, and I, again, I give him all sorts of kudos for that. Narcissists, first of all, they, they like the I'm so right part of that guy's sentence, but then they won't go to the rest of it that I'm wrong. I'm so right that I'm wrong. They're thinking I'm so right, and you would be a lot better off if you could acknowledge how right I am. And an easy identifier of narcissism is that it's someone who has such a strong need for correctness. They're, they're so impressed with who they are that they have no ability or no willingness to factor in the thoughts and needs and feelings of other individuals. They're very strong into binary thinking. One of us has to be correct. One of us has to be incorrect. And guess who that's going to be? And, you know, if you look back on it, each one of us, as we were growing up, had a certain amount of uh, teaching, of course, about right versus wrong. There's a right way to address your elders or to uh, address your uh, responsibilities for the day or how you're supposed to manage yourself when you're in social settings. And, and of course, we need to have a sense of correctness about the way that we do things. But the way that narcissists learn correctness is more than just good manners or uh, being proper. Their sense of correctness goes hand in hand with them being way too impressed with who they are to the extent that they're more than willing to denigrate other individuals. Let me give you an idea of what I'm talking about. The, the person that must be so right has all sorts of uh, traits or characteristics that go along with that. And as I go through this list, I want you to think, how many people do you know that might fit this? And if uh, sometimes you're on that list, and uh, you, you can uh, relate to some of these. It's like, okay, that's something you can work on. Let's start. Let's keep in mind that a starting point for the narcissist is that uh, they think to themselves, "My truth is the only truth. Your truth, or whatever your version or interpretation of it, if it doesn't match up with me." is worthless. And so as a result, they can be extremely validate, invalidating right from the very beginning. In addition, when narcissists have this overly, uh, uh, overly strong sense of correctness, you'll notice that they go heavily into the critical mode. Uh, the, these individuals, it's almost as though they have, they have a gift for criticism. They walk into a room and it's like, well, let me see what's wrong here today. And they're not at all bashful about sharing their criticisms with you. As a result, when you try to talk about your thoughts or your interpretations about who knows what, if you don't say the right things, they're going to interrupt you. They're going to talk over with you. The implication is, well, you have your perspective, but why don't you just shut up and let me explain to you how things are supposed to be. In addition, one of the things that's part of their sense of correctness is that they, they have a, a major lack of curiosity about how you think. Now, from time to time, narcissists can show a curiosity about how you think 
but not for really good purposes. It's like, well, I want to find out what your reasoning is so I can pick it apart as opposed to so that I can know you better. And so they have a lack of curiosity because why would I need to be curious about you? I know everything I know or need to know within myself. As a result, another indicator is these highly correct narcissists do a lot of telling and uh, especially if you come across and say something that they consider to be misinformation, it's like, well, let me explain to you certain things. Lots of telling, but then uh, right on the, the heel of that is an, a very low level of listening. You know, I don't need to listen to you. Another way that these individuals illustrate how right they think they are is they give much unsolicited advice. For example, you might say something like, I was working on a project and it went such and such way and, and uh, this was the net result. And that narcissistic person can say, well, you know how you could have avoided that. You could have done this instead of this. And again, there are times when each one of us can have moments where we offer advice or insight, but that's not what I'm talking about with the narcissist. They do something like this, offer the un unsolicited advice constantly. Let me tell you how to do things. And whatever you come up with, it's not as good as me. As a result, they become easily argumentative because if you balk, or if you are hesitant to receive their input, immediately in their mind, they're offended. They take the victim's role very quickly. It's like, why aren't you listening to me? Why don't you pay attention? Do you think that I'm just jump change? Is that what it is? And so not only do they give unsolicited advice, then they become argumentative. And then in the middle of the argument, if you were to say, well, I'd like to share with you my thoughts or perspective, then you're going to run into a brick wall of defensiveness They'll, the narcissist will immediately justify why they don't need to listen to you. They'll rationalize why their way of thinking is just, well, more informed. And so, again, you feel like you're just talking to someone who honestly has no regard for who you are, which is actually accurate. Now, along with this need to be right, you'll notice that very easily these individuals can go into a mocking way of talking with you. If you don't go along with them, there's a derision or a ridicule or an invalidation that they'll do. You know, you've probably heard me say in other venues that narcissists tend to be very shame-based in the way that they think. They themselves, back in their earlier years, learned that uh, you have to be correct, you have to do everything the right way, and if you don't, you're going to be shamed. And so rather than learning how to come to terms with that, as they age, they decide, well, rather than me dealing with the topic of shame, what I'm going to do is I'll become the giver of shame. And so they'll shame you as a part of them trying to find that uh, uh, that superior position over you, and they'll put guilt trips on you. You know, why are you so difficult? Or every time I try to talk with you about something, I, you just have no appreciation for what I'm doing for you. You'll notice that uh, another uh, indicator of uh, the person who has to be right They'll ask questions of you, but the question is not for the purpose of knowing you, but the question itself is, is offered for the purpose of making you look foolish. Uh, it, they're pointless. For example, you, you might say, well, I'm going to do thus and such this afternoon. And the question the narcissist may ask is, why would you do something like that? Okay, 
at face value, it, it, you can say, well, they're wanting to know what your rationale is. You know that's not what they're asking about, though. The, the, the implication is that's such a foolish way for you to think. Or if you say something like, I was with this person and they told me this and it left me feeling uh, like I was a bit confused. And then they might say something like, well, why would you be confused or why are you feeling that way? And again, the question itself is not really the issue. The question, or the uh, the issue is, I just I don't like how you respond to people, and so they're constantly asking these kind of questions, not for the purpose of knowing you. Now, along with their need to be right, these individuals also will put up a false front whenever they do something wrong, or when they they show themselves to be uh, uh, in error, or they miscalculate, or they just simply don't know something. They don't want to give the appearance that that's indeed the case. That they still have to have this notion of invincibility, and as a result, they're inclined towards lies and distortions and half truths or omitting uh, certain information. They just have to look appealing. Okay, have I made my point? When when a person comes along and they illustrate to you inside their narcissism, I have to be right. It gets to the point where it's like there's so many uh, dysfunctional uh, behaviors and attitudes that go along with that that this is not working at all. And I go back to that guy's statement. I'm so right that I'm wrong. Yeah, you may think you're right, but look at all of the negative ingredients that go along with that. Do you have to be that right? Now, let's take this a little bit further. Whenever a person uh, insists that they must be correct, they must have the final word, there's a lot of gaslighting that's going on in the midst of all of that. Uh, they, they may not actually say this, but there are covert messages that they're implying in the way that they treat you as them being right and, of course, you not being. Covertly, whenever this overcorrect attitude is displayed, what they're implying toward you is you're just a nuisance. Don't you know that? <laughs> and, 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 and as a result, they can also imply yeah, and not only that, but you're the cause of my emotional duress. I'm over here just being as correct as I know how to be, and look at you. You're just such a difficult kind of person. Now, again, they may not say those words out loud, but that's the covert message. Or it also uh, implies when they have to be so right that they honestly believe that all problems can be solved with tight solutions and formulas. You know, just figure out what the agenda says and do it. And as a result, narcissists leave very little room for mystery or uncertainty. One of my biggest pet peeves is people who, uh, when they uh, hear about a certain problem, they want to give a one-size-fits-all solution. For example, let, let's take a, uh, an easy one on this. Let's suppose someone says, uh, I'm getting a divorce. Well, uh, one person may think, well, I just don't believe in divorce. And my attitude as a therapist is, because uh, I, I uh, heard so many people talk about that and have walked through many of those kind of scenarios with individuals. Well, divorce is not exactly a wonderful kind of thing. Or a breakup of a long-term family relationship or a friendship, you know, add, add that to it. 
It's just not wonderful. But you know, sometimes, whether you like it or not, there it is. And so sometimes, uh, rather than saying, well, you can't do that, which is what the correct narcissist might think, uh, the uh, the better way to approach it would be to say, well, that, that's a very strong sentiment or that's a very serious decision you're making. Help me understand what's going on and is there anything that I might be, might be able to do to love you through this? Narcissists can't think that way. Uh, and again, I don't want to make divorce be, uh, to be the issue, but uh, if there's a topic, right, disciplining a child or how to handle a, a money situation at work or you know, what to do with a schedule, they can come on so strong that there's very little room for any kind of uh, divergence or unique interpretation of why certain things would need to be done. Uh, and then, of course, you can see that uh, in that sense of correctness, uh, another part of their covert message is, I have no need to listen to you. <laughs> You're, well, whatever you bring to the equation is not enough. It doesn't rise to the surface of importance. And so go away. And the, their sense of correctness leaves you uh, uh, feeling like, well, I guess what you're really saying to me is, I'm just not a worthy individual. Now, of course, if you say that out loud, the narcissist can slap themselves in the forehead and say, no, that's not what I said. Well, that sure does feel like that's what you imply when you uh, come towards me in this kind of way. I'd like for you to be aware of my video courses. One of them is entitled Free to Be, Finding Yourself Despite the Controllers in Your Life. Now, inside this course are various modules, and inside each module, it breaks down into various lessons with a video, teaching documents, and then also questions that go along with it. For example, inside Free to Be, you'll learn how controllers want to invite you into their games, but then you'll also learn about the seven principles of freedom, how to develop self-trust, and much more. Now, if you are interested in enrolling in the classes, you could go to our survivingnarcissism.tv website, click the link for courses, and you'll find that one and others. And I hope that you would find them to be quite therapeutic. And now back to Surviving Narcissism with Dr. Carter. So having said all of this, I, I think that it would be uh, a good thing for you to question, what am I going to do when I have this person in front of me that says, I have to be right. Unlike that fellow that gave me that line, I have, I'm so right that I'm wrong. He actually wanted to do something about it. Narcissist is like, yeah, I'm so right that you're wrong is the way they look at it. What are you going to do? Well, why don't we just start with the obvious as we figure out how to uh, respond to this. And, and the first thing we're going to say is trying to get that overly correct right narcissist to think anything beyond what they think is an exercise in futility. That being the case, don't try to force understanding. Don't try to force compliance. Don't try to force coordination from the narcissist. It's just simply going to be a bad idea. What you can do when you try to argue the legitimacy of your point is you're just setting up a, uh, a competition where one is going to walk away being the winner and one is going to walk away being the loser and guess which one you're going to be. I'm wondering if you can um, take the notion that says, I realize that you have your thoughts and your ideas 
And I'm going to go ahead and let you be what you are, just as I'm going to go ahead and let me be what I am. And you want to stay out of what I call the codependent dance. It's like, but I can't be okay until you're okay with me. Um, The fact is, I can be okay with myself, even if you're not on the same page with me. And so you can have the notion that says, uh, as much as I'd like to have coordination, ultimately my mental health, my psychological stability is my own personal responsibility. Now, uh, wouldn't it be nice if you could have good mental health and good psychological uh, responsibilities because you have key people in your life who coordinate well with you? And obviously, that's something we all would want. But sometimes you just have to individualize that effort and, and know that narcissists are not team players. Going back to some of the core ingredients, uh, these individuals are uh, naturally entitled and selfish. And as a result, they don't have empathy for you. Let's factor that in and know that in their correctness, you'll just need to have your own individual response. And let's also understand that ultimately, and, and again, a narcissist is not going to understand this, for a person to be that right, they have to have right values. And I want you to think, well, what kind of values do, uh, do narcissists typically have? And inevitably, their values tend to be very self-serving. Well, I value your deference, or I value your inferiority, or I value me being in the spirit position. And it's like those are core values or beliefs that I don't particularly believe in. And as a result, I, you can see that the narcissist in their sense of correctness is, is uh, uh, pushing along an agenda that is so anchored in a mindset that's, that's unhealthy. It's like I, I don't really feel the need to go into that space with that individual. And so you want to develop a, a, a sense of distance from someone who's coming at you with a very distorted way of thinking. And and by the way, many times narcissists in their correctness can actually um, pretend to have this moral high ground or virtuous high ground. There's a very self-righteousness that they can come at you with. And just because they're skilled at coming towards you with this self-righteous and virtuous kind of mindset doesn't mean that they're coming from a good place. Uh, Whenever there's this condemnation or harshness or invalidation or a meanness, uh, then uh, they can say all sorts of virtuous things on the outside. But I'm I'm looking at the heart level, and at the heart level, it's not pretty uh, where these individuals are coming from. Now, another thing is we, as you try to consider, well, what are you going to do with that narcissistic person who comes at you with so much correctness? I want you to ask the question, is it possible for you to be non-reactive when the narcissist more or less implies, okay, here comes all of my correctness and all of the strife that comes along with it? Is it possible for you to be non-reactive? Let me give you an example. Let, let's suppose that you state an opinion. You know, my, my opinion is I like A instead of B. And then that narcissist jumps in and they're overly harsh. In that moment, can you refuse the, quote, invitation to join them in the debate? It's like, well, that's still my opinion. And they can be as harsh as they want. It's like, okay, that's where you are. I, I don't feel the need to be overly right 
in reverse with you. And so you have an inner peace that you draw upon as opposed to going into a battle about who's more correct. Or let's, get, let's take another illustration. Let's suppose that you've uh, tried to maintain a certain decorum or mannerism or uh, a priority set, and the narcissist comes along and begins criticizing you for being a little bit different from them. Okay, so you try to explain yourself to that narcissist, and as the words are flowing from your mouth, you already get the, the feeling that says, this is not going to end well because this person is just looking for the opening in my conversation so they can tell me what's wrong. Do you need to defend yourself in moments like that? And I'm hoping there's a time when you can finally say, you know, if I speak, and then if the narcissist, going back to their criticism and talking over you, feels the need to do that, I think that I, it's okay for me to exit this conversation. I don't have to defend myself. And so that if the narcissist says, well, I just don't understand why you think that way, in my mind I'm thinking, yes, uh, that's, that's becoming very plain, plain and clear right now. Okay, you don't understand, and it's not my job to make you understand. Can you just pull back? And then let's take it a little bit further. When you know that you're going to be the designated wrong person and that narcissist must be right, would you be willing to go ahead and live according to your principles, your preferences, your priorities today, knowing full well the narcissist is over there thinking you're stupid? And knowing full well that they're going to roll their eyes or they're going to talk about you behind your back and talk about how incorrect you are, can you go ahead and say, nonetheless, all systems are go, I'm going to proceed, being me is not exactly a high-risk proposition. <laughs> I mean, what, what do I have to defend? Uh, how, how much do I have to explain? And when the narcissist says, well, I think you're wrong and I'm right, Again, it's like, well, nonetheless, I'm going to go ahead and proceed with my initiatives. And then, of course, you're going to continue to receive pushback. And in that moment, is it possible for you to decide, I'm going to go ahead and, and maintain a certain amount of, of respectfulness? And when I say respectful, decorum, decency, civility, even though this other individual chooses not to. And I'm going to be a voice of reason. I'm going to go ahead and live according to what makes sense to me. And when the narcissist comes along and says, but I'm right and but you're wrong, it's like, yes, yes, you've made that very clear. You know, I, I like being right. And uh, one of the things that I do is I like to study. I like to read. I like to uh, uh, to go to uh, seminars and, and uh, pick people's brains so that I can learn where other people are coming from. But one of the things I've decided in the pursuit of what correct knowledge might be is I like being right, but I like being respectful even more so. And I, I like uh, you know knowing what I believe, but I also want to respect someone else's boundaries or their uh, unique circumstances that they draw from. And there's some individuals when you say, well, I'm just going to go ahead and allow others the privilege to be what they are. And let's suppose that correct narcissist says, well, I don't agree with their position. And so they, on, they honestly feel like they're somehow being disloyal to their own selves by accepting other individuals. My reaction is I don't require other individuals to be as correct as I am for me to also be decent towards other individuals. If possible, I'll seek to find some sense of, of uh, harmonizing 
and uh, we might have to compromise as we try to find some sort of agreement. Narcissists absolutely can't stand that word compromise, but I'm, you know, uh, I have enough common sense to say the the world doesn't owe it to me to do everything that I uh, say it's supposed to do. And so sometimes you you do that. I'm hoping that you, as you uh, respond to this overly correct narcissistic person, you can think to yourself, well, I know myself well enough to know that I'm, I, I'll never know everything. <laughs> I, I'm a lifelong learner and I like to stay stimulated. And if I'm too correct on too many topics, I'm not going to learn. I'm actually going to digress. And so I'm hoping you can hold on to your sense of curiosity and your uh, sense of wonder and awe as you begin realizing there's always a different angle to a, a particular topic. What's your angle? And it doesn't mean I'm giving up on my sense of uh, what I think and believe, but I'm just going to show honor to that person who's right there in front of me. Likewise, I'm hoping as you uh, try to uh, show yourself to be different from this constantly right narcissist, I'm hoping that you can actually be the one that can say, you know, sometimes I am wrong, like that guy that came into my counseling office, and I, I need to adjust. Um, what would that entail? And who might I be able to seek out that could offer me guidance or insight or awareness or support as I'm going down that path? You see, when a person comes toward you with this, I must be right kind of mentality, you're dealing with someone who is pervasively insecure. A secure person can say, I know when to say I blew it, or I'm, I need some help, or I'm not uh, as fully averted on this topic as I might be. Secure people can go into that space. The narcissist is like, I'd just rather be shot than have to say those kind of things. They can't think that way. Because you see, if they acknowledge that maybe they're wrong or maybe they just don't know everything, in their minds, here comes that shame. It's shame that, that brings shame upon them because they must be the ultimate. And as many times as you or I might say to that person, you, you know, you really, it's okay. You can be human. It's like, no, I have to be superhuman. You're human in the sense that you have all sorts of flaws and frailties. Not me. I'm not going to do that. So... I'm thinking the narcissist in their insecurity and in their arrogance and in their selfishness and all that goes with it, they must be right. Um, my response to that is I, I'm most right, at least in my mind, when I can say, I'd like to know how to love you more wisely. That's a good way to be right. And uh, rightness uh when it supersedes love is not right at all. There's an, actually, there's an evil element to it. I'm hoping that you and I can have a, a sense that says, I know what I believe and I, I'm, I'm going to follow through with what makes sense to me. But ultimately, the, the most important right position in the world is just simply to know how to give dignity, respect, and civility to people in the midst of our differences. Narcissists can't go there. But I'm hoping that's something you can remain committed to and it differentiates yourself uh, from that narcissist. And my response to that is yes. And that's a right thing to do. Okay, Team Healthy, I hope this gives you some good things to think about and just know that I so appreciate you allowing me to be on your journey with you. 
know that I'm going to be bringing more podcasts to you. So stick around and, uh, you know, I'm hoping you've uh, signed up uh, for the podcast and I will look forward to talking with you next time. I hope you have a good rest of the day. Thank you for listening. Surviving Narcissism is the product of many years of work done by Dr. Les Carter. Dr. Carter is a best-selling author and therapist with more than 40 years of experience, specializing in anger management and narcissistic personality disorder. You can find more content from Dr. Carter on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Surviving Narcissism, as well as on his website, survivingnarcissism.tv. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We are so glad to have you on Team Healthy.